Can we please just order something? As long as it's vegetarian. Come on, man. How can you deny me the all-meat experience? Dude, I've been most of those animals. I suggest a large pizza with pickles, bananas, and mint frosting. My spider senses are starting to tingle. Just hang on to your lariat. Wonder what kind of a scene I'm getting into. And welcome to Behind the Panels issue 125, the comic book show that comes with a power ring and specially marked backs. I'm Richard Gray. I'm David McVeigh. I'm David Longo. This week, Time Warner has announced a superhero-themed casino opening in a Chinese resort, because if there's one thing Batman loves, it's gambling addiction. Also, it's reportedly trouble aboard the Fantastic Four set. Insiders are already calling the Josh Trank reboot a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Then it's Star Wars, Peggy Carter and more, and what we've been reading and watching. The new Avengers... Age of Ultron! Trailer gets the patented trailer commentary. Plus, our kick-ass pick of the week, Teen Titans Earth 1 by Jeff Lemire, Terry Dodson and Rachel Dodson. This is Behind the Panels. She said I'll throw myself away They're just photos after all Welcome back, boys. We're doing uh, a bit of Teen Titans this week, in case you haven't guessed already. Uh, And uh, as you probably guessed from the opening uh, rant that we had there, we'll be doing a tiny little talk about a movie we know nothing about. No. And like (laughs) the rest of the geek-speaking world, we will be giving opinions about a film we have no factual evidence on. That's what we do. Whatsoever. This is behind the (laughs) back. Look at this. We're back for the new year and we've done two episodes in a row. I know. I think this is already a better record than last year, (laughs) I think. Uh, So uh, I'm going to let the music run underneath because last week we we had concerns about interfering with geek stereos. (laughs) (laughs) And I like the fact that we're doing this sort of general chit-chat, getting-to-know-you segment with a little Mm. bit of music underneath it. It's groovy. Can can, can we talk about what we just did before the show? Because that was kind of fun. So yeah, it was really fun. We just went to uh, well, it's I guess you call it a game shop. I think it is a game. Yeah, actually, I don't think you just shop. call it a game shop. shop. I, think it is a game I don't know. Shop. There was a room. And there was lots of games in there. There was a counter that and was lots selling of gamers stuff. Too. And gamers yeah. in there. It's got a door. And there's some windows. And more importantly, and unlike, it, unlike the studio, it was air conditioned. <laughs> yeah. uh, we mentioned last week we have some uh, sponsorship from Good Games in Hurstville. And, of course, we popped in there this week before we went in because uh, Jamie, uh, who, who runs that franchise, they wanted us to to know about uh, a, a newish card game. I wanted to teach the rules of a few uh, superhero-based card games. And this one is called David. It's called uh, the. Well, this is the Heroes. You know, it's DC Comics by Cryptozoic. And basically, it is a uh, deck building game. This particular one I'm holding my hand is the uh, Heroes Unite. There's mm. also a New 52, a Forever Evil. A Forever Evil. And there's also the Justice League, which is the, the Prime set as well. And there's also small boosters. 
he, we, we went in there thinking he's going to say, you know, we go in there for a meeting about what we're going to do. Or whatever. He goes, sit down, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Already laid out for us. Yeah. We had the game ready to roll. I was parked in a half an hour spot. And, and it know. was awesome. Yeah, it was we, lost, we lost track of about three hours just yeah. playing that. This yeah. game is great fun. If you are into card games at all, this is, uh, you know, deck builder game yeah. like Magic the Gathering, but completely different mm. game not, dynamic. Not to get too deep into it. Basically, you start with a character card and then you, you build your deck to build up the power of your character yeah. as you go through and at, at the end of the game whoever has the most powerful deck it wins, uh, wins. Mm. and it's uh, most powerful what sorry dick <laughs> most powerful dick if you were playing this in New Zealand um, it was a lot of fun so thank you Jamie yeah. for actually for introducing us to this I immediately bought it so. I th- yeah, yeah I think we're going to spend more money at this shop than anything else uh, but because this is uh, a Teen Titans week but while we're on the subject oh sorry of, while we're on the subject of good games uh, see I was mid segue yeah I know you yeah, were but I'm going to yeah. take you back for just a moment and just remind people yep. that on what? February 11th we will be at Good Games yes. doing a live show and we do encourage you to come along and actually have a listen to the game. So February 11th at 6.30 I believe it no, is. No, it's 7.30. 7.30, 7:30 sorry. 7.30. And that'll be followed by and a that, book that's, club. that's uh, 2015. Um, 2015 in, in case, case you're listening to this, to this in, in the future or yeah. in the past. Correct. <laughs> it is a podcast <laughs> after all. I really want to hear about Teen Titans. <laughs> <laughs> and the book we're reading being is uh, Holmes and Watson, A Study in Black. Yes, so, so be there or be square. Now, Back to your segue. <laughs> uh, I can't remember what I was segueing into, but it was something about Teen Titans, and it's time for the Vintage Clip of the Week. Within minutes, the Teen Titans are in action. Where are the others, Speedy? Heading for the big roundup, Aqualad. Wonder Girl streaking through the wild blue. And Kid Flash is zipping over hill and dale. Okay, pour it on, Speedio. We've got to get to where the action is. Check. Meanwhile, the terrified inhabitants of a small country hamlet have barricaded themselves against the menace of a fearsome creature from another planet. That's a pretty big meanwhile. Meanwhile, <laughs> the inhabitants of a small country hamlet have barricaded themselves from a that fearsome a pretty, creature. It's like, pour it on, Speedio. Pour it on. That is, of course, the original Teen Titans. Uh, the Teen Titans that are sort of the subject of this book, even though they're an alternate, sort of an Elseworlds kind mm. of concept, it's it's sort of the new Teen Titans, which came along with uh, Marv Wolfman and, and George Perez, you know. And, which was my Teen Titans. Yeah, yeah. In fact, most people know those Teen yeah. Titans, and they're the Teen Titans that they've used in the animated series, a version of them, and in Teen Titans Go, of course. So the Teen Titans that most people are familiar with were not those, but the original Teen Titans were literally all the kids' sidekicks. Yeah. Uh, so it was Speedio <laughs> and uh, and Kid Flash and and Robin and all those kind of people. So I'm actually not sure if they had Robin in that cartoon. But did they live in a big T-shaped building? <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't have Robin in that one because I think uh, Speedio was put in basically to be the Robin right. of the team. So that's that's you know. But and there's not a cartoon with the new Teen Titans. Because in the 80s, there's a couple of them that were... There was a pilot that was going to be made and nothing ever happened with it. And there was a anti-drug cartoon, which is the holy grail of cartoon collectors. Because the footage of it, footage of it exists, but there's no sound for it anywhere. Oh. So people have sort of dubbed them over so the it's years. Just like, it's just like Teen Titans sticking needles in their arms and stuff, is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or it's Speedy, right? <laughs> <laughs> speedy. Yeah, just said, my ward Speedy is on drugs. He's a junkie. So what, does his, what is his answer to that? He punches him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Oliver Queen, who is actually on my T-shirt at the moment, is not winning Father of the no. Year <laughs> anytime soon. Uh, so I think it's time, though, uh, to talk about what we've been reading this week. 
Well, looks like we got ourselves a reader. Read between the lines, bitch. Now, I know we're going to get into a bunch of other books this week, but I want to play this first just so I can play this underneath this section. Yeah, a little uh, franchise license book came out this week. It came out a long time ago in a galaxy far, far, far away. away. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was called... Is it all uh, right for me to be very excited right now? You're allowed to be very excited. Okay. <laughs> now, if I'm not mistaken, it's called Firefly Trek. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not an IDW book. <laughs> no, no, sorry. No, that would be Dark Horse. That would be Dark Horse and IDW crossover. Now, of course, the first Marvel Star Wars comics in a number of decades, decades yeah, yeah. Uh, came out after now that Marvel actually owned the I think the in the back again. of the book, this book, they actually said, welcome home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one is, of course, written by Jason Aaron, mm-hmm. who is, is doing amazing things at the moment with Southern Bastards and uh, what's his other major titles uh, he's doing? Thor. Thor, of course, mm-hmm. yeah. And oh uh, and yeah, I guess there's heaps of things too. Oh, there's heaps of things yeah. he's done. He's, he did the he did the original Sin uh, series this year. Scalp, you did, yeah. But his two major ones at the moment, of course. Well, now this, yeah. uh, and the artist on this is John Cassidy. I read a review for Newsarama this week where I basically said this isn't just a Star Wars adaptation. This is Star Wars. Mm. Yeah, you feel like this has actually happened between the films. This book so, was the best. So to clarify, <laughs> it was this really is, good. It is set between Star Wars. Episode four. Some people call that a new hope. We new don't. Hope, nope. We, don't. we just call it Star Wars. Actually, Star, except between mm. Star Wars and Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this is really good. <laughs> We're stuff. not geeky at all. <laughs> no. mm. This is really good stuff. This the art is amazing to start with. Mm. I mean, it feels like Star Wars. The design of it is perfect. The look of the characters. He's captured the likeness of all of the original stars. Yeah. It is just a magnificent looking book. We're always going to stop and listen to Sorry, the sound. Yeah, I, know, I was okay, getting lost in it. Yeah. This is the thing about yeah. the comic. It, it's it's like the art is so good and it's so authentic. And Jason Aaron's dialogue for each of those characters, I feel really dramatic yeah, saying this. Jason uh, Aaron's dialogue is so authentic. Read it now. <laughs> it's so authentic to those characters. You can hear this score yeah. as you're reading yeah. it. it almost, and partly because I had it on while I was reading it. But it really is. like The first the, transport's away. Like we've, read, Sorry, <laughs> we've read some... It's a trap. <laughs> I've got nothing. Uh, <laughs> I'm reaching, and I was kind of like, "Quick, what's a star? Yeah, yeah. What's a star?" Flight? I love, Christ. I love the Millennium Falcon in the trash heap. I mean, yes. That's such a wonderful I Star love that. Wars. No, there's like, a great yeah, line. Yeah. Where it says, "Why is it that we can always hide it?" In yeah, the trash yeah, heap? yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just the thing. It, it basically <laughs> concerns them breaking in somewhere to get a thing, which is mm. the most Star Wars mm. of possible scenarios you could get. Everyone's there from the beginning, you know, and the people who aren't there immediately are sort of gradually introduced. I really. I mean, probably the only hesitancy I have about this kind of series is that the more you expand the canon between existing films, the, the less believable it can kind of, kind of get because there is a confrontation at the very end of this book when you kind of think, that might detract from something in Empire. But as but I say, being the first issue, issue we don't know where it's going to go. See, yeah, we got to see how this is going to play out. The thing, the thing I love is that Marvel Comics, when did they stop doing Star Wars? It was decades ago. Was, but no, but would it have been before Empire Strikes Back? Uh, good question. I think it was actually they Marvel carried it through the eighties. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it kind of like feels like they're they're catching up with what they've what they've missed. It, 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 they've I actually suppose. also maybe there'll be like um, comic books that take place in between Empire and Jedi coming up. There so, probably yeah. will be eventually. And what they've done, they've also republished as an omnibus 
the original Marvel, yeah, I'm totally buying that as well. Um, the original Marvel comics as well. There's two omnibuses, two hardbacks. What's the plural for omnibus? Omnibuy. Omnibuy that, boy. Omnibuy that. Hey, if you put Star Wars, I'm buying it. So that's it's that. Yeah, look. But the thing is, but it's got to be good. But this is the thing. We've read a lot of crap Star Wars expanded universe stuff over the years. This didn't have to be good. It already sold a million copies based on the Star Wars name, the variants alone. This deserves to sell well because it's a damn good first mm. issue. So I'm, I'm. It's got the humor as well. That's very yeah. important. Very yeah. funny book. The argument between them and three PO over the radio at the beginning—they're <laughs> basically saying, "Be quiet." No, yeah. I love. I love when three PO has to get the pistol out. The yes. Light, the light, yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, look, one of the other licenses... Hey, come on, that... we've also got Chewbacca with a sniper rifle. How... <laughs> oh, that was... <laughs> that was one of the most... Yeah, look, everything in this moment is just kind of one of those squee moments yeah. you have for like 22 pages or however long yeah. it is. Uh, one of the other licenses that came out this week, of course, was the classic Mortal Wombat. Uh, Mortal Wombat X, actually. Mortal Kombat yeah. X. Uh, this is... How can I put this delicately? Crap and you should avoid it. Uh, it, and is, let, and it, it is put, a video game tie-in. Put it Come this on. way. If you've ever looked at a Mortal Kombat game and thought, if only this was kind of uh, kind of still um, or, or needed uh, less motion in it somehow, mm-hmm. uh, you, should, you should probably uh, look at Mortal Kombat X. Yeah. You know, uh, that's, the, that's, that's pretty much where I'm going to uh, leave that. Fables. The Wolf Amongst Us is another video game adaptation. Mm. It's an adaptation of the video game that tied into the Fables series. This is actually not new, though, isn't this issue twos this week? This is this is the first week it's been published as a single as thing. a single. Okay. So the digital ones have come out. So they're doing what they do with a lot of the uh, di- DC digital okay. titles, yeah. which is digital, 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 uh, single compilation, gotcha. and then they follow on from there. It's actually quite good. It's not anywhere near as good as Fables. Um, but it, it is a nice because it's got that rich fables world to build on, as opposed to Mortal Kombat, which has got the game. Well, world I was say to there have on. been good video game adaptations. That one we were talking about the other day, which was quite funny, the um, the Survival Island or whatever. Yeah, it was. yeah, that was quite well, funny. I mean, Injustice, <clears throat> Injustice as well. Is, is a perfect Mortal game. Kombat, though, really realistically, is two characters who face each other and they go fight. You yeah. know, and it's like, <laughs> and that's pretty much the game. Finish him. And finish him. There's literally Fatality. there's Fatality. literally a panel in there where they're two side by side. Yeah, and the guy says fight. Fight. Look, I read two issues of Mortal Kombat. Three have come out over the course of three digital, one single. Three digitals and the single. And I read two of the digitals and I'm over. Yeah, I I was over and out. I only had to finish reading it because I had to do a review for Rama. And Mm. uh, no, no, I think I gave it three out of 10 on there or something. So I I wasn't overly impressed. It's not me a cup of tea. I'll (laughs) mention quickly that Jupiter's Legacy number five came out. None of us have read it because we're all, we banked them up. But we're dying for it. That's the end of book one. Oh, so if we wanted to do those as a pick at some stage, how many totals are there going to be? Uh, well, there's going to be more. There's going to be a second volume of books. So this, this is this is, is the end trade. of book one. So this is yeah, basically track because at the end of issue five it says uh, end of book one. Oh right. So okay. I thought so it was going to be like a ten issue in and out. It might be, but this is this is kind of like yeah, the, okay. the, the, the first. It's arc, taking basically. so long to do yeah. it. Let's just do book one. Yeah. It's been nine months between issue four and five. I'm dying so, to read it though. Uh, Daredevil for, number for twelve. Well, speaking of the end of arcs, Daredevil number twelve came out. This is the end of the um, stunt master arc that's been going on at the moment. I'm actually it's, way behind. On it's look, it's really good. Catch up. Like it did go a little bit flat for a while I, since I, you moved to San Francisco. When you went to San Francisco, I read the first four or five of San Francisco, and I just kind of went, I'm over. But I'm, this this arc felt like a classic. 
Fantastic, Mark Way, okay. Daredevil arc. So at least, the, at least read the 10, 11, 12, catch up there. You the know, other one I wanted to talk to about this week as well that came out was Wonder Woman 77. Oh, this is the, like is the Batman the, 66 Yeah, which stuff. is the new yeah. digital comic, which is based solely and squarely on the Linda Carter version. television series. And if, yeah. as you can see by the art, I mean... It is Linda Carter, and it is it is the art. In fact, in the first first panel, she's actually fighting uh, two Soviet spies who are dressed as roller derby girls, but with a hammer and sickle on their shirts. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and they have to go to Studio Fifty Four for an of infiltration. Of course they do. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun, guys. If you actually watched the old seventy seven uh, Wonder Woman series, this is a real throwback, and the art's really pretty. It really does look a lot like that uh, that show. Although I think they've actually made Linda Carter. And don't get me wrong; I think Linda Carter's hot, but I think they actually made her hotter okay. <laughs> in the comic book. Uh, but yeah, and that that's, was that's no small feat. Yes, absolutely. They've also made uh, they've also made uh, Lyle Wagner look like a very handsome man too. So. Cool. Okay. Well, that's what we've been reading. But also, I've been watching you. Agent Carter. Mm. Let's just say awesomeness. This this show just keeps getting better. It's solid. It's a solid yeah. show from the minute it aired to now. I mean, it's still going. Um, I just want to throw out some trivia, though, for those who aren't aware. Lindsay Fonseca, uh, ah. who actually plays the waitress mm-hmm. in Agent Carter. Uh, Richard should be well and truly familiar with Lindy. Uh, Lin, um, Kick-ass. Well, kick-ass, but she is the daughter from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, oh of course she is. is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, she, obviously, I think her and the son recorded knew- all their stuff at the they very did. beginning. They did. Because they never age. No, apparently they recorded it more trivia. They recorded that like around season three because right. they realized it's going to be aging and they, mm. they knew how they were going to end it. Yeah, so Lindsay Fonseca so. is the daughter, but yes, she's also Kick-Ass's girlfriend. That's this I show kn- is solid though. I knew I recognized it from something. Mm. Mm. So there you go. Kids, let me tell you how I found out about that <laughs> trivia. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, but the other thing that came out this week was The Return of Constantine, um, which is the second part of the which cliffhanger. Which was the show which was in struggling. This was a show yeah, they said look, wasn't going to come back. No, 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 so. no. It was always going to come back because uh, they, they've recorded 13 episodes. Now, the f- we're up to episode nine, I think, now. The fate after the next couple of weeks, I don't know what's right. going on. Gotham has got, despite the fact it's just been renewed for a second season, it came back for one episode, then took two weeks off. So I'm not quite sure. They just had the Christmas break off, came back for one episode, and then took more time off. I don't understand you were scheduling at all. I don't know because I, th- I believe Big Bang Theory did exactly the same thing. It came back and now it's disappeared again. I, d- I don't so. know why they do that. No. Tell me, David. Why do they do that? I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> it's to stretch, to stretch it out longer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, the whole concept of their seasons nowadays doesn't, doesn't really hold anymore. They, they're, no. they used to be... A block of episodes, a break, a block of because episodes. Because the general a public break. the general public thinks we're coming into like say Arrow season four. We're actually coming into Arrow season three and a half. Mm. Because people have been hitting up our site recently looking for Arrow season four trailer. Yeah. Which doesn't exist because Arrow season four doesn't start until October. Although it has been renewed now. So. In October though, yeah. so it's, it's a weird thing. Although speaking of which, next week we get the return of Arrow, we get the return of Flash, we get a new Gotham. Well actually we by the, the time you hear this episode this week, it's gonna be in a couple of that's days. That's true. That's yeah. true. But when we come back next week to talk wow. about that, those are the things we'll be talking about. Yeah. Yay. But before then, we're gonna do I don't know. What do we call them? News headlines? Why not? Let's do that. And Marvel has announced that Jonathan Hickman's long-running Avengers arcs will conclude this April with the final issues of both Avengers and New Avengers. Marvel has teased all new, all different Avengers for May. The CW has announced a new animated series called Vixen, set in the same television universe as Arrow and The Flash. 
With an average of 10.6 million viewers, Gotham, as we just said, has secured a second season from Fox. Maybe I better catch up already to the rest of them. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> watch the rest of them. DC Entertainment and Warner Brothers Animation has announced the voice cast for the upcoming Batman v. Robin. Jason O'Mara, Sean Mayer, and David McCallum will reprise their roles as Batman, Robin, and Alfred, while the Dollmaker will be played <laughs> by Weird Al Yankovic. The CW has also renewed Arrow for a fourth season, while The Flash will be returning for a second year during the 2015 fall season in October. Tom Hardy has reported, uh, reportedly dropped out of the Suicide Squad film due to scheduling conflicts. Uh, Warner Brothers is said to be eyeing Jake Gyllenhaal to play Rick Flagg as a replacement. The 2015 Oscars have been nominated uh, for... Uh, the, well, actually, I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> the 2015 Oscars have nominated Birdman for nine Academy Awards this year, with two going to Guardians of the Galaxy for visual effects and makeup. Captain America the Winter Soldier and X-Men Days of Future Past also received visual effects nods, while Big Hero 6 is up, also up for Best Animated Film. My God, that was hard to say. <laughs> and the Razzie Award <laughs> nominations were also announced this week, with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles unfairly given five nods. I think so, but still on awards, Guardians of the Galaxy won the Critics' Choice Award for Best Action and Film. And so it should have. Absolutely, should have won everything. But of course, it's time for a patented trailer commentary, because this week, uh, Marvel released a second trailer. That's right. A second trailer for... Uh, and how many trailers has Fantastic Four got? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a second trailer for <coughs> Avengers when you're ready, Dave. Age of Ultron! It's time for our patented trailer commentary patent pending. Okay, Marvel logo. It's still a Marvel film. Good to know. Okay. Lots of people running. People running. They don't seem to be happy. I want to know what that vehicle is. Some sort of tankery type yeah. thing. More powerful oh. than any of us. What Cap do you think? Does the A stand for France? <laughs> I noticed that Hawkeye's got a new quiver. It's yeah. Like a flat quiver rather than a round one. Ultron. So elements from the first trailer. Ultron booting up. No matter who Green eyes. Trouble always comes around. We still don't know who that chick is. Yeah, no, she's mystery. Scarlet Witch getting badass. See, a little bit of uh, Black Widow's past, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, I love that. Oh, Sliding great move from Iron yeah. Man, yeah. Black, Black Widow, Widow kicking us with two large guns. <laughs> with two unfeasibly two large, large cannons. cannons. yeah. Cap going toe-to-toe -to -toe with an Ultron bot. Tender moment between Hulk and Scarlet Witch. Uh, with uh, Black oh, Widow, rather. There's, there's Thor just getting his ass handed to him. Ultron looks so creepily animated. Oh, uh, Hulkbuster. Uh, more of the Hulkbuster fight with the Hulk kicking some ass back this time. Oh, yeah. Hulk just getting dragged along the street, which is brilliant. Oh, that final shot of the Hulkbuster doing the pulse, the pulse thing. But what I also really like about that final shot is the Hulk's eyes are red. So I think what we're looking at here is, like a a is, a, is a Scarlet Witch. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Scarlet, yeah. Which may explain why the Hulk has gone berserker. Berserker, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like he might be under the influence. There's, there seems to be a lot of things that, a couple of things I want to pick up on that, which we mentioned. Which it, it's a much darker trailer. Yes. And I think there's signs of some of the Civil War seeds being sown into there. Um, at the start, Tony Stark says, this vulnerable world needs something more powerful than any of us. Mm -hmm. And so I think some of that is kind mm -hmm. of you know there. And then Nick Fury uh, muses about some trouble coming. 
Uh, and I think that's some of the th- the threads that we'll see uh, that are being sown for Captain America Civil War coming next year. And I think year. what we're going to see, quite frankly, is I think we're going to see the Civil War arc in Captain America heavily influenced by Scarlet Witch because she's obviously manipulating and showing them stuff yeah. that is affecting them. What do you make of the line where Thor talks about them meddling with things they don't understand? Well, this is this. Uh, I think we're heading into Doctor Strange territory. Yeah. So it's oh, magic how, stuff. Can you imagine yeah. like halfway through the movie, Ultron's killed? And then it's like something else we don't know about. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them. Like well, that's. Yeah, uh, I think. I think the. Uh, I think if you think about Captain America: Winter Soldier, the Winter Soldier didn't really play a big part in that until halfway through the film. No. And I think we're looking at. The I same think sort there's of thing some here. epic Trump cards going on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now another story that came out this week, which is uh, one that Dave the Fantastic Four will be the villains. Yeah. In <laughs> the Fantastic Four could possibly be the villains in the movie. We don't know what's going on with Fantastic <laughs> Four at the moment. There is a story that's been going around. Now the first story of this is coming from Uproxx, uh, which has taken things from a, a bunch of uh, different. Uh, sites, but they're kind of musing around the fact that um, is it possible that this new Fantastic Four, given that we are now six months out from the film, uh, we still yet to see a trailer, a logo, a poster, we'll uh, any any cast photos we behind the seen, scenes we haven't photos. Even seen leaked. Set photos. There was a couple very very early. There was like you saw the head and shoulders of um, the thing. And it was kind of like the rig that they had for the set, basically. So like, an animated, like, a, like a maquette. It's like a maquette. It's basically the one that they had on set. He's going to be, I think, fully CG. Mm. But it's probably it's a just, lighting reference or something. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It was like, and, and an eye level reference and all that kind of stuff that they had on set. Um, and then I think there was something else from that. There was some some Doom picks. There was, were yeah, kinda, Doctor Doom kind of. Uh, thing. And then some editor got stroppy this week and, and released what is said to be the first, the logo, the title drop from the film. Uh, showing us the logo in a you know aerial font or something, um, but <laughs> this this story is interesting. Let's have a look at this story here. It says uh, it goes on to say that um, that uh, apparently Matthew Vaughan has seen the film. He of course is the producer of the film, but he's uh, he's the director of things like X Men uh, First, First Class. Class and Kingsman, the Secret and Service, Kick-Ass. which and Kickass, which we're and we're seeing Kingsman this week. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that on next week's show. But he said, "I've seen the movie; it's good. I thought Chronicle was fanta- Chronicle was a fantastic movie, and Josh Trank has gone off and done a version of Fantastic Four. If you like Chronicle, then you'll like this. Uh, we're, we're all backing Josh Trank's vision. He concludes, and hopefully, the world will like Josh Trank's vision." Um, take a drinking Josh game every time someone mentions Josh Trank's vision. A little bit like uh, shifting the blame in a in a little way. Yeah. Like, uh, isn't it strange? Like, if if I'm trying to put a blame on David McVeigh, maybe I'm trying to Let's shift blame his name from David McVeigh because then a, people will remember yeah. David McVeigh. Because this is exactly know? the same game that George W. Bush would say every yeah. time. Every time he gave mm. a speech, he made sure that he threw in the word Al Qaeda, yeah. even if it had no relevance to it. Yeah, because everybody. So got you to saying know. Josh Trank's Al Qaeda? Absolutely, absolutely. Allegedly. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> uh, now, the, the other thing is said, this article goes on to say, or we could address the lingering rumours that Trank trashed the set and or his living quarters for the film so badly that Fox Film Entertainment CEO had to fly in and personally apologise to the property owner, Trank, which Joe Blow breathed some life in today. The story that linked uh, to is the LSU message board tiger droppings and a thread that gets interesting with some posts on November 26 says, after the crap Trank pulled in Baton Rouge, I doubt he will ever direct a studio picture again. He will certainly never work for Fox. At this point, F4 reboot might never get released. A buddy of mine saw the crew, Trank showed up, 
uh, to set so late or so high he couldn't speak almost every day. <laughs> Some days he didn't show up at all. He treated crew badly. He trashed the house the production company rented for him. From what I'm told, he did a couple of hundred grand worth of damage. Uh, this is all allegedly. How the hell yeah. do you do a couple of yeah. grands with a de- couple of hundred well, grands? Well, so you didn't, can't um, speak. Uh, didn't um, alleged C-word Justin Bieber uh, do that with uh, eggs? eggs. Yeah, it that's true. caused thousands of dollars worth of damage. Josh Drake just did $100,000 worth of damage. damage of eggs. Because he was so high he couldn't speak. <laughs> yeah, <it's you> know? <laughs> he was just smoking eggs, apparently. Yeah, that look, was there's, allegedly. There's, there's so much we don't know about this story. Now, this, this is all... No, maybe he was just in a jacuzzi and it, like, Broke through the floor or well, something. This is, <laughs> well, this is funny because this this all happened, but then Fox have kind of gone into this story, and then lots of stories have come out since that was dropped. Now, uh, Bleeding Cool reported that uh, screenwriter Simon Kinberg Kinberg told Latina Review, who are becoming increasingly inaccurate in their reporting, mm. I must say. But apparently, Kinberg said to confirm Fantastic Four will be doing an additional three to four days of uh, photography with director Josh Trank and some key cast members. We're very excited about the film and can't wait for you to see what we've been up to. Um, so the language has changed to we now instead of Josh Trank has been up to. And you'll be able to do that very soon. I can confirm here that the teaser will be on Kingsman in theatres on February 13th. I think they're going into PR overdrive yeah. uh, at this point. Um, now, the interesting part of this story is that they said, notice the phrasing that Fantastic Four will be doing three to four days of additional photography. That's in addition to what's already in the can. Um, but here's something else to remember. This does not in any way indicate that Fantastic Four will be a bad film, but this is allegedly they were already into reshoots. So this is additional three to four days reshoots on top of reshoots. Now, we've got to say reshoots are not unusual mm. in uh, Although, do you know what major it, films. Do you know what is Avengers unusual? went back for reshoots. Absolutely, everybody Every does. In fact, George Lucas talks about it being a stand. He actually purposely schedules reshoots. reshoots yeah. it's, pa- it's part of your yeah. filmmaking. Yeah. However, what is not part of your filmmaking is the fact that apparently when they went back to Louisiana, they had to rebuild the sets uh, for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, so apparently they tr- they... They brought down the sets. They thought they were finished. Mm. Well, according to this other thing, there's another one on Bleeding Cool. One well-connected senior executive described to me as a mess. And multiple sources are telling me that major disquiet at Fox regarding the state of the movie. A year ago, I was told by primary sources that Fox were approaching other directors and writers to take the project uh, and start from scratch. Though they didn't find anyone willing, Fox denied this at the time. As it stands, I'm told the reshoots are now now being demanded. Millions of dollars are being freed up for the purpose of sets and to be uh, being rebuilt in Louisiana. Now... Um, I probably believe about half of this. Yeah. Uh, I, I think at the end of the day, the one thing we don't have is any indication of what this film's going to be like. And mm. it's very, very unusual for a film to be this late into production. And Especially this, something this big. This close mm. to release. And for us, <coughs> sorry, for us to know nothing about it, we've had a, a Star Wars teaser trailer mm. um, out. That's partly because you know there's a lot of fan trailers out that were getting more views than, yeah. um, than anything else. Like, but, all, like in all fairness, sh- like the Josh Trank stuff could be just lies. It could be. It could yeah. be. Look, the Josh Trank stuff, I'm, I'm not... But it's uh, funny. <laughs> it's hilarious and, and, yeah. I'm, and I'm not gonna, we're not going to speculate on that. Mm. What I will speculate on, because we are geeks and this is what we do, is that uh, the rumours that this is more like a Chronicle sequel than a Fantastic Four film, that this is because it's a primarily an origin story and that from all reports, they don't get together as the Fantastic Four until the very end. Um, that Fox have no idea what to do with this film in terms of marketing. Mm. They don't know what to show because there's no Fantastic Four shots really mm. to show, except unless they spoil the ending completely um, in the trailer. Uh, so how, how do they... What do they? Basically, I think Fox have got a movie on their hands that they don't know what to do with at the now, moment. There, is, there so, is the other school of thought as well, which has been rampantly running around, which is that this could be just being a Roger Corman job. Um mm. 
Bottom Which line, I think has some truth to it. There as is well. some truth to the rumor. They've, they've and cast, David <clears throat> explained to us what a yeah. so they've job cast. Is. They've cast nothing but unknowns. They've cast basically an unknown director. He's had one film under his belt. So the film, as far as that is concerned, could have been put together pretty pretty cheaply, mm. right? Yeah. Now they not ha- entirely unknowns. So it's Kate Mara and uh, no, but if this, we're not, was, we're not if this about, was Marvel, it would be George Clooney. Yeah, we're not talking about true. we're not talking yeah, about A listers. Yeah. We're not even talking about the level of cast that the first Fantastic Four movie had. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We're talking about a cast where people look at it and go, yeah, whatever. You know, that's true. Michael B. Jordan. At the yeah. time, they're making ways. The <laughs> they're, they're making ways. Anyway, so the yeah. point with with, no, with, with Roger Corman is. At the time that uh, Fox bought this film, at the, fa- at the time that they bought this film, Marvel was in deep, deep, deep trouble, and they were licensing off right, left, and center to make money. Now that Marvel has actually started producing their own films and becoming incredibly successful at doing their own films, their licenses are all starting to return to them. Mm. And we know that if Marvel gets their hands on Fantastic Four, they will integrate it into the mm. universe, and they'll probably make a damn good Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. But on top of that, all of those characters that the Fantastic mm. Four... Uh, are connected to fall into Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. territory, yeah, fall yeah. into all the other characters. Galactus comes back into the fold and so forth. Yeah. Bottom line is all they had to do to mm. hold on to the rights of this film was to get a film into production before a certain date. Yeah. They've yeah. done that. So mm. they've secured the rights. Mm. They didn't secure the rights for Daredevil. They didn't secure the rights yeah. for... They were desperate for Daredevil oh. as well. They were desperately putting out like... Yeah. Um, but they whose not- version was it? It was It was like they were going to do this really gritty oh, 70s yeah. version. Uh, 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 it was like a famous director as well. Was, Joe Carnahan. Joe Carnahan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically at this point, I think it really is Fox just desperately saying yeah. we need to keep this. It's, it's just amazing. Because like, like, after that, they've yeah. only got... X-Men, basically. Yeah. I'll say it again. Like, If you want to really give the finger to Marvel, make a good movie. Yeah. You yeah. know, hire, like, hire someone who really cares about Fantastic Four. But do you know what they do? Make, make a good movie. Their, de- their like, deadline was catching up with them. Yeah. What the if, X-Men movies are good. Yeah, like, the X-Men, I mean, the X-Men most of them. Days of yeah. Future Past yeah. is amazing. And they made them with a lot of yeah. money. Yeah. Here's the thought. What if this film, here's pure, um, pure Could conspiracy yeah. theory. Mm. What if this film gets shelved? Yeah. They write it off on completion guarantor and they basically say, yeah. who cares? We don't need it because they've already scheduled in the sequel, which for all intents and purposes is where, they're going, to, where yeah. they're going to put the actual Fantastic Four mm. film when they've got ah. some time to develop a decent film. I guess all of this you know stuff I mean? at the end of the day could yeah. all be so now they have time. Be, um, hogwash, really. What it could, could just have, be a really straight up Fantastic Four good and movie. And it could be. And, they, and you know yeah. what? They could just slide it out and it could end up being a really good film. Let's not forget that uh, Wolverine should not have been the blockbuster that it was because it no. was terrible. No, 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 no. no. Um, so, you know, we look at it and, and, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I mean, they've had a shaky history with X-Men. Yeah, for, for all indented purposes, there's a, <laughs> uh, they've got a bunch of uh, movies coming out over the next couple of years. Like Fox have really amped up their release schedule, yeah. but it's because that was a response to what DC and Marvel were doing with their release schedule, just saying, look, this is everything we've got oh, coming and Sony. out. And Sony did it as yeah. well. Though Sony, I think, are just shooting uh, for, for the Pine What's of Sky interesting films. though is the rumours of but Spider-Man. They've got Deadpool coming out. They've got a new, another X-Men movie coming out. They've got another Wolverine film yeah. coming out. Once again, everything within so, the X-Men franchise. Yes. I think the, the Fantastic Four thing feels really cynical. They just don't want Marvel to have it. Um, it really does feel that way. Mm. Which would probably explain why Josh Trank is like going crazy if yeah. that's the truth. I think they've given up because they've, he's probably trying to make a movie and they're just all like just get it done or whatever, cutting budget or like they know no, they're know. they know they're on yeah. a they know they're on the goose that laid the golden egg with the X Men films. They're they're set. Yeah, they're yeah, never going to yeah. lose that franchise and they're just, just like keep, the mutants are this limitless. Kind yeah, of and they're just going to keep pumping out mutant films forever. Speaking of which, they confirmed that um, Ian McKellen and and um, mm. 
Patrick Stewart won't be coming back for Apocalypse, which sort of confirms that mm. now it's free reign for the younger generation. It is to all kind first. It is all first class, class there, yeah. which makes total sense. Yeah, like they've got they've they've did an amazing thing with uh, Days of Future Past, which was giving themselves an in. They Star Trekked mm. it. They gave themselves an incontinuity reboot, yeah. which yeah. is which is brilliant. Yeah, they very, should make know. on Waiting for Wolverine. <laughs> where, where Patrick Stewart and Amy Gillen just wait. <laughs> the only other thing I want to say But they about, just did Waiting for Godot on Broadway, so that'd be brilliant, yeah, yeah. yeah. The only thing I want to say more about the... Uh, Charles, where is Logan? He should be coming soon. Yeah, the only thing I want to say about the cinematic <laughs> universe at this point is... The only thing I can say is that Fox is doing this sort of stuff. Who knows what's going on over there? Sony, though, apparently that the persistent rumor that has come and gone and come and gone, apparently... Spider-Man is back on the table again. Uh, in Sony denied that. Sony oh, denied they have it denied Yeah, Sony denied God, completely. God, they're coming thick and fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that was the rumor that they was back on. He would, Spider-Man would end up in Avengers uh, Infinity, Infinity War. Yeah. Or Infinity War. No, I still want the Aunt May movie, so I hope... Yeah, you know, man. Come on. Sally yeah. Field. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's going to be young Aunt May oh, movie, it should be it? No, it should be Rosemary Harris on her deathbed. And she's telling her young life, and but because Sally Aunt May's so old, it can be Sally Field as the young yeah, Aunt May. Right. No, they can like <laughs> they can Patrick Stewart CG a face, so it's just like glowing and young. <laughs> so like, I don't mean to actually reflect her face as Patrick Stewart because that would be weird. <laughs> Patrick Stewart playing Aunt May. Okay. Oh, I would, I would watch that. Pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> Where is your uncle? There are four <laughs> goblins. Oh, nice pull, my friend. Do you think we should do the pick of the week while we're here? Well, see how you like this. What is it, Batman? Whatever it is, it's it's awfully funny. <laughs> it's the pick of the week. They thought they were normal teens in their Oregon home, but in their past, it's a shared secret. As the group is slowly brought together, they discover killers, shamans, and extraterrestrials that will force them to work as a team. Written by Jeff Lemire with art from Terry and Rachel Dodson, this is the latest chapter in the original graphic novel line from DC Comics. This is Teen Titans. Earth One. One, one. One, I think you have you have continually skipped it on two introductions now. We've got to really specify. Teen Titans Earth One Volume One. <laughs> That's true. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, can I do that again? This is Teen Titans Earth One. The reason why I said Volume One. The reason why I say that is important is because it is one. one. <laughs> it is one of my two problems yeah, with this yeah, we'll book. Get, I think don't bury the lead, but well, yeah, no, I, I, I think I know where you're going, and I, I tend to agree with you. Yeah. But this is uh, one of our favorite writers, Jeff Lemire, yeah. uh, who has been on the show before. Uh, with his, he's done Green Arrow work. He did the Underwater World, uh, the beautiful Essex County. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sweet he's tooth. Doing he did Sweet Tooth. He's doing Justice, Justice League United. United. Uh, he, he's one of our favorites. Mm. He's doing the 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 Future's End stuff at the moment. The weekly series. He's one of the writers oh, on the that. Justice League Dark. Jeff Lemire. Justice League Dark. <laughs> Jeff Lemire to some people. <laughs> you know, it's just. <laughs> no, I've he, actually got a new still Lemire now. He is. A, yeah. he, he's a Jeff of all trades, <laughs> and uh, apparently of all surnames. So you know. and all surnames. So we can we can yeah. call him what you like. Uh, he's one just of our favorites. Just don't call him for dinner. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Surely no, but, you can't be serious. <laughs> Teen Titans Earth One is part of the graphic novel series that started with Superman Earth One, uh, which was uh, JMS's uh, book, and that's getting its third volume this year. Batman Earth One, which was the Jeff Johns one. We did that way back uh, when on the show. 
Um, and that's getting a second volume this year as well, if not and already. And apparently Grant Morrison has oh, got one. Grant already. Morrison's got Wonder Woman year that's one That's like my out. most anticipated comic. I think it was originally yeah. the trailer of Diana Prince, but <laughs> now it's going to be Batman. Uh, Wonder Woman. Now it's going to be a Batman book. Wonder v. Woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ba- Wonder v. Woman. Yeah, no, I, can, I can see that. Dawn of the Bra. <laughs> <laughs> Dawn of Brastus. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the So it's, it's, it's part of a, an Elseworlds series that, that or Elseworlds by any other name series that DC are building over the last couple of years because it's it's done within the sort of because nobody likes the new. <laughs> What's well, actually interesting? <laughs> it's interesting. It started before the new Fifty Two. Yeah, the first one came out in two thousand and ten, and they just kept the line going because it was popular. And they're really easy to sell to a mass market, saying, "Here, this is your jump on book." Yeah. Which is where Teen Titans comes in, and this is this is not your daddy's Teen Titans. It's not even uh, your granddaddy's Teen Titans. Or the, your uncle or your, or your uncles. No, this is not. This is kind of like uh, he, he. There's a thank you note in there to to you know George Perez and Marv Wolfman for so it's their version that he's kind of taking a, a leap from. But, so this is effectively your you know your Raven, your Starfire. Um, no Robin though. No Robin. So it's Raven, Starfire, Cyborg. Beast, Boy, Beast Boy, Cyborg, and um, oh uh, Tara. Tara, yeah. of course. Yeah, Tara. 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 Sorry, Tara. Tara. Well, she's Tara. She's Tara, but she will she, become Tara. Tara. Yeah. So this is kind of their not much of a secret identity when you think. No, about it. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you were called Dave Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so this is kind of how they came together. So they've taken a very different uh, approach, rather than being a bunch of superpowered teens who were either sidekicks and struck off on their own, or just a group of uh, superpowered teens who came together to fight crime. They all, as I indicated in the uh, in the opening, that they share a, a, a secret past together, and that lets uh, that's kind of a spoiler. So we won't get into that too deeply yet. We'll talk about yeah. that in a little while. But this is about they, they're inexplicably drawn together at the start of this, and they start having visions a, a a shared vision, correct, of this weird alien language as well. And they they start to they, that's kind of what brings them together is yeah. this, this shared connective. Mm. Now the interesting thing is Raven is actually not part of them. No, Ra- she's Raven off is off on an Indian reservation. Wherever she is. Wherever she is. But she's also having that shared vision. To be precise, the Ramak Navajo reservation in New Mexico. There you go. The rest of them are all in Oregon. Mm. In Monument, Oregon, the gateway to the Northwest. <laughs> or the Pacific Northwest, if you prefer. Yes, Mr. Mr. Semantic Pedantic. This is, I'm just, I'm just, like, <laughs> I want to orient off the sign from the I, I, I want to orient people geographically. Yeah. This okay. book. There's one thing we've had a, a massive complaint about every book we've done. They've said, yeah, but you haven't told us where geographically <laughs> in the US this is. I actually, I actually believe you're making that up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that is a, that is a, that, is a that was like when we got the letters saying, why can't we do more <laughs> metropolis based stories? <laughs> <laughs> that is one of those facts that I entirely made up right now. Yeah. Excellent. So it's using still, recently undiscovered yeah. evidence. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the point being is that they my all... sources confirm this. <laughs> the point being is that my they unknown all... sources, my unknown sources confirm this. The point being is they all come together. Some of them know each other already. Like Cyborg and Tara, kind of were a, a sc- kind of high school sweethearts a little bit, um, and the rest of them all kind of get folded in. I think um, uh, Garfield starts at the school that day. Yeah, but they're also all adopted as well. Yes, they're yes, all so... adopted. It's um, all adopterinos, <laughs> and and so it, it's all. Oh, there's one other guy that we forgot to mention who is Joseph Wilson. Oh, the uh, transfer, that's the right. transfer yeah. student. Uh, who, if you know your Teen Titans history, also becomes a very important character, and he is the son, sort of, um, of a very notorious mm-hmm. supervillain. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that that all kind of all the pieces are in place. Now the thing I think we should say it up front, David, because it was our, probably a major problem with the book. We're not saying we dislike the book at all. It's incredibly well written. Look, I got to say, Jeff, Jeff Lemire is a magnificent writer. He knows how to tell a story, mm. and he knows how to write characters. Mm. And all the characters are very well fleshed out. They're all very well rounded, and the writing is lovely. Mm. I had two issues yeah. with this book, and I think one of them, I've David, heard. issue the first. Issue the first <laughs> is the one that I cited right at the very beginning which is that it must be stated right off the bat that this book does very clearly state on the cover, Volume 1. Yes. Now, every one of these uh, Earth-1 books has been, even though there may be second volumes to them, they've been self-contained stories. They're a graphic novel. Mm, yeah. So you read them and it's done. It's finished. And then they, it's a further adventures for the next one. This one literally ends on a cliffhanger. Yes. And it ends on a, a pretty pivotal part. And you go... Right. What, there's no more pages? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, you could argue that it's like that's the point where they all start to come together yeah. and you don't need to know anymore. That's the origin story done and dusted with. But yeah, I, I had, I had, it was kind of like in the Avengers movie, the one thing I really wanted Steve Rogers to yell at one point was Avengers Assemble. Mm. And that would have made it a perfect, a flawless film for me. And if he doesn't yell it at some stage in, a, in, in that movie, uh, <laughs> in the, the second Avengers film, uh, which may or not have a longer version of that title that we use sometimes on the show. Mm. At, the, uh, at this point, if the opening title isn't accompanied by someone screaming it, it'll be disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> at the media screening? <laughs> <laughs> I double I dare will, you. I will hold you to that. <laughs> as soon as the title drop hits, I double dare you. The Brian I'll, Tyler thing. You can hire in, me so. for your Avengers screenings, people. <laughs> <laughs> and if not, there'll be a recording. Recording available that will put it out. It'll on the be a meme. Thing. It'll like <laughs> it'll be like everyone record yourself screaming Age Ultron during the how premiere. How many times Longo yeah. has seen the film? Because I'll be able to count how many times he yells it out. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't say it anymore. Yeah, I, can't, I, can't, I'm done. I can't do it. I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, so sometimes it, I have to say it three times in one day. If it's like Guardians, if it was like Guardians, I remember us seeing it. Three, four times in one weekend. I think yeah, it was. I think so, yeah, twice yeah. in one day, back yeah. to back. It was nuts. But the, the I'm pro- still watching guys. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. Mm. The problem I had with that that uh, this then is that there is no Teen Titans uh, moment. There's no. no there's no moment where they all come together. I've, I was looking for kind of a, what we were saying about Fantastic Four just a minute yeah, ago. Yeah, right. And I was kind of looking for a shot to take Jeff was and so use high for he our. Couldn't write it. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just mean I can't speak for the rest of that. <laughs> oh, good. Let's go on it. Let's do it, Nate. <laughs> no, but when I was looking for like a, an image to put at the top of the um, uh, the the show notes, I couldn't find like a nice one where they were all in the same frame together. No. So there's no and I and I recognised fully that this is a. How dare a, they do that to us? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I recognised fully. But that's sort of indicative of, of what you were saying, Dave. Like it, it's like I, I recognised fully this is an origin story. It's about them coming from different backgrounds and discovering themselves. There's a very sort of teenage angst element to this book because, you know, one of them's the rebellious Mm. loner and all that kind of stuff and they've all got, you know, daddy issues or alcoholic mother and they're all kind of rebelling against those sort of things as well. And I think that's that's a really interesting element to the book and I think that's where Lemire's writing comes into play and his strength for, for family dramas. But there's no moment where you kind of go... And that's the Teen Titans. Like it, it, it's not a solidly. It's it, it's it's sort of almost a misnomer to call this uh, Teen Titans. It's kind of like Gotham is to it Batman. It's called mm. teenagers. You know, <laughs> it's called, yeah, <laughs> teens. No, they, teens. Should, they should, no, they should have called it Oregon. 
Oregon. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, WB so would following... call it that for the series version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, it is It is very much like... But I think <laughs> Not that's, Metropolis. Not Metropolis. It is very much like the... Uh, it's effectively... Yeah, Pacific Northwest, we'll call it. Um, the, uh, it's very much like that kind of story. It's because it's, it's all those characters before they are who they became. Mm. So th- this is, or even though you see them getting their powers in this, but it feels almost in that sense like a Chris Claremont X Men story, mm. or, or it's not quite that melodramatic. Which kind of brings me to the know, second thing kind I of think. like his new, no, not not X Men, more more the kind of uh, new, mutants. new mutants kind of stuff. This is yeah. the second. This kind of brings me to the second thing that kind of bugged me a little bit about yeah. this book, and I didn't hate this book. Let me get this very clear. I just it's not one of my. Favorites. I actually really enjoyed it. It's it's fun yeah. read. It's and fun we'll talk read. about the art in a minute, which is beautiful. But the one of the mm. other things that actually kind of annoyed me a little bit about this book was the fact that yes, I know it's in Elseworlds, and I know we can do whatever we want with it. But at the same time, we are you we are talking about. Um, uh, established characters, yes. and we are talking about even with Superman, Earth One, and Batman, Earth One, they still stuck to certain core elements yes. of those characters and the way they looked. This went completely outside of left field and basically said they're all actually now. This is where we're getting to spoilers, people. Mm-hmm. They're all actually basically genetic experiments, all from the same DNA from an alien, which means they're all effectively the same family. And there's not like it's just a group of heroes that get together they oh, are which, which raises questions about the whole cyborg terror thing well yes yeah. yes <laughs> um so yeah so, so it was kind of like i don't know if i want and and effectively here for full spoilers effectively they're all just the children of starfire mm-hmm. yeah which yeah. is cool i like that. and actually that's the other thing starfire is yeah mm-hmm. effectively kind of the, the the force that brings them all together right. reminds Sorry. me of like project superman yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. From uh, well, because Superboy will be Teen Titans eventually. eventually yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it is. It, it does. It does have that kind of. I kind of really like this, but it was light. Oh, it's very yeah. light. And it's I very think, lightweight. And I think that's that's actually been distinctive of. But it suits the Teen Titans to be like Archie. Interestingly enough, Archie with, Archie with powers. Oh, right. you know? Interestingly yeah. enough, Lemire's other title at the moment, uh, Justice League United, is really lightweight too. I'm not reading that. I don't. Either. I think lightweight's the wrong word there, but but. Because well, light, oh, like, no, no, no. yeah. light, lightweight, lightweight would imply, indicates that it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. lightweight would say that it's it's somehow or it's less. Fluff. It's it's a, no, I, I think that's too far as well because I think and, and, that, have and you that's read true Justice of this. League yeah, I have actually because it's got Green Arrow in it. Yeah, I think. Um, I think. Oh, sorry, Richard. No, I, I could say no. Just to, just to go on from that, I think there's a difference between light and accessible. It, it is for a different audience, mm. and and we're an audience that is steeped. The three of us are steeped mm. in DC and Marvel lore because we've been reading them forever. This is our 125th episode. We've read a lot of comics over the last four years yeah. and, and, and more over our lifetimes. So we're not necessarily the audience that this is targeted at. So we have to remember that. That's you true. Know. Okay, I, I um, granted. Yeah. But like those those sort of like the, the I would put out, and we're not actually reviewing that right now, but I would put out that Justice League United is within the same universe as Justice League Dark mm. and Justice League. And Justice League is one book, but Justice League Dark is also written by Lemire. Yeah. And Justice League Dark is a far better book mm. than Justice League United. I, I just think the dynamics in Justice League Dark are far more interesting. I think mm. the characters are far more interesting. But to bring it back to this book, this is far more like um, the Marvel Season 1 books. Yeah. Good analogy. Yeah. Really good analogy. Mm. Where yes. some of those are really good, but most of them are kind of like, it's sort of like a, just a classic story involving those characters that you don't need to know anything else about. Mm. And that's t- to the credit of this book. Like you don't need to yeah. know anything going I think, in. Yeah, the you less, learn everything you need to less, know in the here. The less you, the less baggage you bring into it, the better I think. Yeah, because I agree. like the the problem I have with, and I really like it. I think it stands alone quite well. 
But the kind of thing is, and, and admittingly, this is a really good version of the story. But I feel like I've read the story a hundred times before. Yeah, no problem. I would you know, have, like, though, like not, not necessarily a hun- exactly, but the whole like, you know, oh, I'm discovering my powers and I don't like having my powers and how my parents going to react. Oh, it's an and, analogy for you know, teen angst. Yeah, so. it's just like, uh, it's yeah. like, come on, guys. Like, Do you know what? One you know, of like the, Chris Clam on X Men, I really like here's that an analogy issue there. a lot. You know? Here's an issue. But it's though. like, then there, this is a really well told version of that story. Yeah, here, so, here, well, and I agree. I think it's a really well told story because I think Lemire is a great writer. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. One of the things I've got, though, is a jumping on point for things. Like, if you pick up Superman Earth One, Mm. read that, and then go, I want to read more Superman books, there isn't a huge jump Mm. to falling into a Superman book. Yeah, some of the characters are slightly different. Some Mm. of the layout is slightly different. But fundamentally, the character is the same. Yeah. You know know what's starting to really annoy me, though, is that every starting off point has to be an origin story. I don't want them to be all origin stories. Show us what what makes it good. Some of the season ones are a little bit more like that. Mm. One of the problems I have with this book is if you read this book and then Mm. said, okay, I've jumped on, now I'm going to read 14 Titans... This is this bears no resemblance to yeah, exactly, the Teen Titans exactly. as we know it yeah. today, you know. <laughs> the uh, look, I, I think that I think we've kind of answered who this book's for in in, yeah. in in this discussion. It's that this is a book that is designed for people without baggage. This is design a book designed for uh, people who may be thinking about getting into the Teen Titans and kind of want to know who the main characters are. If you are, however, a fan of the animated series of Teen Titans, this is not the kind <laughs> of thing you want. Oh, can I uh, say if you're, if you're a fan of amazing art? If you're <laughs> then, a fan of then, amazing then, art, yeah. look, let's, let's talk so about good. let's talk about Terry and Rachel Dodson, who mm-hmm. are the masters. Uh, the masters, really. I've got this big humanoids art book at home called Muse, which is uh, some of the most beautiful. And it's kind of the more adult art that the Dodsons do. Um, it's it's uh, beautiful nudes and things in there as mm-hmm. well, but it's just this exquisite art, and and the Dodsons did amazing thing. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, the Spider Man Black, yeah, the uh, evil the men do, Black Cat, the evil the men, men do, do is is an ex- exquisitely drawn drawn book. Um, yeah, I I love the Dodsons' work and the stuff that they're coming Rising. up. Rising. Rachel Rising, mm. isn't it the new? Is it the Leia book? Fifth volume just came out. Is it the Princess Leia book that's going to uh, be? Oh do- yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mark, um, Mark, Mark Wade, Wade and Terry and the, Dodson. And the Terry Dodson are doing uh, the uh, the the Princess Leia Star Wars mm. book for Marvel that's coming up soon. So artwork. Ex- Sorry, Jinkies. Jinkies. <laughs> isn't that Scooby Doo? Like. Anyway, he <laughs> yeah, never mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Terry Watson. <laughs> oh, we should do a Scooby Doo book. We should. Oh. Scooby Doo. Oh, we should do Scooby Doo versus Batman, the animated <laughs> film. If we had different episode it's titles, real. For it this, exists. Like, if we had different episode titles for this, like we did for GMC. This one would be called ADD, I think. <laughs> I'd like to point out ping. that we actually. What? Ha- <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> I'd like to point out that the, uh, the Batman Scooby Doo crossover movie that you're talking about. I have sitting over there, <laughs> I, and I think I believe we've used some clips from that in the past. I think we have. Yeah, yeah. Um, told you it was real. This yeah. is <laughs> honestly, though. Uh, this was this was a book I enjoyed reading while I was reading it. Mm. Um, it was I, a very fast read, it's too. incredibly it's fast read. In fact, I think by Monday or Tuesday after we recorded last Sunday, I had this done. Yeah, I had, and to, finish, I had to finish by Tuesday. So I spent the rest of the week reading. You know, actually, I spent most of yesterday just reading uh, um, Future's End and uh, Earth Two to catch up because they've just re- started releasing the first details of Convergence. Right, right. And it's something I think I want to get on board. So I'm kind of reading all the stuff that's leading up to that. Um, I might. Spend this week reading Future's End, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Future's End, uh, I think, is is worth reading. It's, it's up to about issue 38 this week, um, but it's it's the story is totally worthwhile. But so for Convergence, you need Multiversity, 
Future's Maybe End. not Vault Multiversity, but definitely Future's End and the current, I think it's called Earth 2 World's End, right. that weekly series. What about Batman Eternal? That seems to be that's tied different. into everything. That's, that's with, the, that's with, that's <laughs> with all the Batman but books. So that seems to be tied into everything. So. The, the objection I have is when those weekly books cross over into, like you have to read the weekly in order to read the monthly. Yeah. Mm. And I don't appreciate that as someone with a limited comics budget. Like I'm not I I'm lucky in the sense that I get a lot of these books. Like all the DC books I can read day and day to release because of Newsarama. I get I get I have access to the app. Mm-hmm. I have publicity mm-hmm. access. That's our dirty little secret. But um, I if I was but I actually cancelled a lot of my uh, print based comics this week simply because I'm reading things more digitally. I don't want to have boxes and boxes of mm-hmm. print based things. Mm-hmm. And if you were getting these still in paper. Imagine 52 yeah. – if you're getting all three of those weeklies, mm. that's like 150 books a year. I'm running out of room just for trade. What's, um, exactly. I might just, do a big catch-up this week then. So what's what's the Marvel event coming up? Secret War? Secret, well, no. Marvel event coming up is Secret Wars Battlefield. Okay. You don't – from what I understand is like that's taking elements from all the different um, uh, uh, bits of history of, of – uh, uh, Marvel, Marvel's universe, mm. and putting them together, and the same way the old Secret Wars had all the different heroes and put them into Battle World or Battle Earth or whatever it was mm. called. This is Battle World, and mm. this is the same thing, but it's taking heroes from different eras. Okay. Uh, is this so the Beyonder again? Are we bringing the Beyonder back? Probably. Like I don't know exactly how they're doing it this time around, but it's it's going to be different, different, uh, different versions of Marvel characters, different time periods. We know less about that than we know about Convergence right. now. We know a lot about Convergence because they're mm. starting it a little bit earlier, but they're both very similar in the sense that they're taking elements from all different versions of history. Convergence is taking stuff from pre-crisis, from post-crisis, from pre and post-flashpoint. Um, you know, from Injustice books are going to be in there as well. So all the different imprints of, of um, DC are going to make it into that. We don't know, maybe the Earth-1 characters mm. will make it in there as well, but we know conclusively at the moment that Injustice... Crisis, post-crisis, uh, pre-crisis, um, and classic uh, DC characters are all going to be in, plus the New Fifty Two stuff as well are all going to be involved um, in convergence. And I'm really excited by that idea. It might all end up being back to New Fifty Two at the end of it, but just to see those characters playing, or it might end up being original. Or it sense. might be a combination of the two, which is what I suspect. I don't yeah. think they put this much time and effort into the New Fifty Two elements of the New Fifty Two. I'm actually starting to enjoy because it's sort of become the status quo for the last four years. Mm. We've been entrenched in the New Fifty Two since 2011 That's now. True. Yeah. So, um, and the whole idea was to get new readers on board, which they've done, and now. Batman is one of the biggest selling books uh, in the world, full stop, the Court of Owls stuff. Uh, in fact, I think the, the top 10 graphic novels of 2014, really interesting mix. Uh, Saga was four of them. <laughs> um, uh, I think Image were like eight of the top 10. So it was like four Saga, uh, 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 three Walking Dead, I think um, – uh, sex criminals and and uh, no, it's like four saga, four Walking Dead, uh, sex criminals and Batman Court of Owls or something like that. Like they they were the top ten books, graphic novels sold mm-hmm. last year. So you know Batman is still like obviously their their biggest selling character. So that's why he's everywhere. But like you know what I I kind of like these Elseworld things and having read and this is does it tie it in, tie it into the book that we did this week the the Elseworld idea is why I really enjoyed reading uh, Future's End this week because it's all set five years and 35 years in the future. Yeah. So it was kind of like the characters I know but 
they had free reign to do what they wanted with them, which is what you should be able to do with something like Earth One. I just, I just feel as though because of the reasons you mentioned, because this ends on a cliffhanger, it wasn't the satisfying. It wasn't satisfying. Really. The, the, yeah. it wasn't the satisfying. These are the Teen Titans unleashed that it could have been. Maybe Volume Two will do that. Yeah. Um, and well, I look I, forward to it. I will read Volume Two when it comes. What out. would be nice is they release Volume Two and then combine the two together into one thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they've done that with the other ones though, but I think they've. But the other ones all stand alone. You know what I mean? Yes and no. There is a third volume of Superman Earth One coming out this year, so it'll be interesting. And they all they are a continuous story, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see what they do. Um, I, I, I will just, look, I'll, I'll recommend this to people who, who kind of just want a, a light Teen Titans mm. book, uh, not lightweight, just a yeah. light read. Mm. Um, look, well, I, sh- I should mention that uh, David, uh, if there's anything else that anybody wants to I'll talk just about, really quickly, I just want to say that um, that when Volume Two does come out, this could be awesome. Oh, look, I agree. Like, yeah. The way they've it's set just up these the characters, moment it be, you don't have that conclusion. The world yeah. building that he's actually set up here is really good. Mm. It's just that, yeah, we need. It's kind of like the first act, or maybe Act One and Two. Mm. And we kind of need Act Three to kind yeah. of really polish mm. this mm. thing off. I was, I was overall vaguely disappointed by the book. I thought it was well written. I think uh, Lemire uh, did a good job with it. I don't think that the story was well enough. Mm. thought out to actually make it into a, a good concise graphic novel mm. uh, overall though I think yeah it's, it's, a, it's a good read yeah. I think Lemire's, Lemire's writing is always worth having a look at totally. so, and the art is very pretty so yeah yeah. so it's, look it's worth having I would not call this a comics 101 in any way shape or form but it is good fun now we've got a, uh, a few messages this week David after a few questions we yes. asked last week so can we get a visit from a certain girl please there she is hey girl the first bit of feedback we have is from uh, actually from uh, the aforementioned uh, games, good games uh, owner Jamie, who has written into us to say, "Registering my feedback. The longer the, sh- the longer show was great. That was last week's yeah, show, yeah. the Civil War. We actually asked the audience, would you like longer shows, uh, and would you like spoilers? Would you um, like us to stop spoilers? Would you like us to stop spoilers? Yeah. And he goes on to say, I fully support you guys talking about the book to the extent it needs to be talked about, rather than truncating. Similarly, I prefer you spoil away. It did suck to stop your discussion of a book's theme to avoid spoilers. Civil War was a good show, made me want to go read it again. I'm sad that you're going to do something as lousy as Secret Invasion, <laughs> uh, but I guess that it fits in with Civil uh, War and Siege. Super thanks for the shout out on the show. We just got another one, yeah. um, and keep up the good work. Uh, similarly. Uh, Mario Toth wrote in to say, um, Hey, gents, in the answer to the questions raised at the end of the last show, colon, one, make sure however long you want, make the show however long you want. Hearing you guys nerd out, we never nerd out, uh, and dive deep into a topic is the best part of a listening. We're actually about to dive deep into a swimming pool. Um, if an episode needs to be an hour, hour and a half, or even three, it'll never be three. Uh, do that. It's not so until we do it. Spider Island, though. That, we that, have that, a technological eh? limit on two hour shows at the moment. Two hours and eight minutes. Two actually. hours and eight minutes. Uh, two, spoilers and all. Um, I want that in Dave Longo's Age of Ultron <laughs> voice. Uh, spoilers! spoilers and no! Thank you. Uh, that'll be our next podcast. For books that I've been uh, that I've read, it's really great to listen along and relive the whole story. For ones I haven't read, I probably haven't been enticed enough to do so by whatever spoiler-free material I've seen around or simply wasn't planning on reading it. Either way, it's no loss or you'll either convince me to read it or it'll continue to stay off my radar. Cheers, keep up the good work and here's to an awesome 2015 for the show. Thanks, Mario. Thank you, Mario. And Mario was actually at Comic-Con. He was like one of our live audience. We oh. did. We said hello and we pressed the flesh with Mario. <laughs> and we will continue to press said flesh this year with all of you. Oof. 
at our live show. I should actually say, I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you want to press our flesh, uh, if you go along to behindthepanels.net, you'll actually see I've got a new link at the top: live shows and tour. Um, and you can see all of our live dates are on there, which will be uh, the 11th of February at Good Games in Hurstville. As we said, that's here in Sydney. 11th of March at Good Games uh, in Hurstville here in Sydney. And, of course, we will be doing the Comic-Cons um, at Oz Comic-Con. Uh, we should say go to OzComicCon.com for the dates, but that's in. we'll be looking at Melbourne in June and Brisbane and Sydney in September. Mm. So we look forward to seeing people from all around the country. There. Finally, Paul F. Lye says, um, Hi, behind the panels. Really enjoyed your podcast. You asked for our thoughts. We did. One, I thoroughly enjoy your show and your pace is excellent. Your diversions. Well, not today because we just ran out of music. No. So. <laughs> your diversions are only temporary <clears throat> and crippy and fast, and the show never feels like it's dragging. Keep that in. I like the, I love the way that he sounds exactly like me. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> keep that intact, and I'm glad to have more than an hour of content to enjoy. Two, plenty of podcasts only skate on the surface, and after I read something, I'm always looking for in depth discussion that doesn't talk around the major plot points. My vote is to keep the potwa. Spoiled. That's the pick of the week. Um, spoiled. Um, I, although someone pointed out to me this week that Kick-Ass Pick of the Week spells Kapow, which is interesting because that, ah. that, that, um, that's another show, that's another show really? entirely. Yeah, it's an entirely different show. Uh, mm. <laughs> I often just actually, the person who, who pointed it out to me this week because it's its obligatory mention, John JDD. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Newcastle represent I often decide to read along time to take the shrimp wrap off my TTE one that was Teen Titans Earth one so it's also a reward for those loyal listeners and fans for you to volume talk volume one volume one <laughs> yes point that out you'll be taking shrimp off shrimp, shrimp wrap Shrimp, shrimp wrap. Shrimp wrap. <laughs> shrimp wrap on the Barbie. It's yes. <laughs> truth. Uh, so it's also a reward for those loyal listeners and fans uh, for you to talk deeply about the content. Talk deeply about the content. Deeply. And I'll often go back to the archives and listen to you talk about the books I read. Love the show. Thanks, Paul. From the Bay Area, California. So if he wants us to really go California. deep on comics, should we start doing California. Like this? California. So if he wants us to go really deep Here on comics, go. should we do the show like this? This week, um, <laughs> I really liked Teen Titans. It was Titans. a really interesting book. Oh. It was a bit light, I but not lightweight. Teen. I don't think we should talk about like that about Teen Titans. But <laughs> <laughs> just, just putting that out there, gents. Just did that I out. say light? I meant tight. Oh, <laughs> Teen <Sorry>. Titans. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. This show has gone way off the rails. We've gone off the rails, so it's probably time to wrap this puppy up with a bow and and send it off in a stamp self-registered envelope to the nearest puppy vendor. So next week, uh, we will be talking. It'll be our Australia Day special. Uh, So we will be talking, because we come from a land down under. (laughs) Yeah, mate. Where women swoon and men plunder. (laughs) Uh, I will be handing a Vegemite sandwich to David McVeigh and we'll be talking about- And I will about- be probably vomiting. <laughs> and there's something about Americans that hate Vegemite. Uh, but it's well, I- because it tastes like axle grease? That's because you try and use it like a lubricant. Like you're not supposed to lather that much on the thing. It's just a smither. With a bit of butter. A smither. A smither with butter. What's a smither? <laughs> Is that some sort of new Australian thing I should know about? It's a smidgen. Smidgen, thank you. Smidgen smothered. You don't smother, you smither. <laughs> so next week we'll be doing... I don't think I said the name of the book. Throw it on the barbie Next on week we'll be doing mate. a book called Awkward. Um, by Just like this interchange. Like this interchange, mm, yeah. yeah. This, uh, this There's nothing awkward exchange. about exchange. this at all. That's what I meant. Uh, See, it's awkward. <laughs> it's, it's by a guy named Jace Harper um, uh, who... Uh, is for Milk Shadow Books. So you can go and check that out online and get a digital copy and get the print copy online. 
Uh, it's a very short little book. Really, really great art style. Love this book. We'll be talking about that next week and a few other little Australian books. I'm going to mention a few other Australian books next week because I've been doing this series of articles. And the book following that is Secret Invasion. And the book following that is Secret Invasion. So you Go can get to, reading ahead. Because, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. if you really want to read. Like if you want to read between um, the panels, uh, behind the panels, if you want to read between Civil War, which we did last week, and Secret Invasion next week, there's also some initiative stuff. So like me, I'm reading ahead. I'm reading yeah. the initiative stuff at the moment and then going straight into the miniseries for Secret Wars, which is the next book that yep. we're going to do, uh, which will lead us up to later in the year we're going to be doing Siege, which yeah, is I think the we're next doing Siege event. anytime soon. No, so. like I'm looking at a November, December <laughs> for that one because we, we're going to take some time off the really big arcs uh, and just do the content. It's fun doing the smaller books. Yeah. It really is. Look, and the other thing that I want to mention, a bit of feedback, two things that I'd, I'd like some feedback this week. Um, feedback at BehindThePanels.net again or hit us up on our Facebook page. Um, one is because we're doing all the live shows and we're doing six live shows effectively um, for the Oz Comic Cons, is there a really classic book that we haven't done yet? Like it may be like it's something that a lot of people would know um, that you would like us to do. We might start taking suggestions because it's something that we haven't thought about yet. And uh, I was but talking... it's got to be an all-time classic. An all-time classic. I was talking to Dave before the show today and saying... Maybe we should do something like a chunk of Walking Dead because it's that crossover audience at a con. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a big Superman book, like a classic Superman book that we haven't done yet, like or, or a Thor or you know something like that. Something that is timely. Maybe we'll do an Ant Man book closer to the release of that, like in in Melbourne. We might do an Ant Man book because the Ant Man movie's yeah, out yeah, around yeah. that time. We should do but Ragnarok. We could do Ragnarok. We could do all those things around them. But just 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 let us know if there's a classic book that we've completely uh, slipped through our radar and yet. The, the more, I mean, yes, it's fun to go. Yes. Yeah, you should do, you know, this 12-issue arc of whatever. It's more fun when you get a good, tight graphic novel. Because when we did something, yeah. the two books we did for our live show, if you've only just joined the show, the two books we did for our live show in Sydney last year, Batman the Killing Joke, yep. Alan Moore, and Batman Year One, uh, which was Frank Miller. Yeah. So we did two of the most classic Batman books you could possibly do. Which we had do. never done on this show. No, so, and we just saved them for something special. Yeah. So basically so. Marvel, DC, doesn't matter, yep. uh, or an image book if there's something absolutely classic. We're looking for something that is likely that everybody has read. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. really what and we're And if not for. read, everyone's familiar with the character enough that they can Or they, they can know of it. Of yeah. it, yeah. So. Um, the other thing I want to throw out really quickly, which is another question you can hit back on our feedback, is we are doing three live shows. Yes, uh, that's my second question. We, are, fact, do- yeah. we are doing three. <laughs> Three uh, interstate live shows plus in stores. There is some equipment we need. There's air, pl- there's airplane flights. There is hotel rooms. There's our den of sin that we there's have to rent. There's our den of sin. There's, there's, there's the hookers and blow. And you know this is all stuff that needs to be paid. We for. might only be able to afford the hookers or the blow. <laughs> so, so we are calling on. I say blow. The panels fans. We are going to be looking at a way. Uh, I was just thinking you could buy you could buy a hooker just to get naked. That's all. And then you could buy half. Of, of enough of coke just to get you kind of high. You know, if, if you're anticipating a question, we're not going to ask you hookers or blow. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if Dave would just put his mind in park for a second, <laughs> um, what we are actually looking at is we are going to look at a way to try and raise some funds yes. to try and help support. Now, we're not asking you to pay for it all. It's our show. We'll pay for what and we And never feel like you have to. And never feel you have to. Mm. We're doing it anyway. Yeah, don't yeah. start cooking but meth. But what, would, what yeah. would help don't us stop breaking is, bad, yeah. is looking at some way of helping subsidize. That. Yes. So the question that we're asking you is, what is the best method to do this? Because we have thought about, we've sorry. been looking at different things. Like we looked at putting the donations button back on the uh, the Geek Actually and the Behind the Panels page. Uh, Matthew White, a good friend, Snake Oz, said that he'd do that again. Uh, he, he mentioned that to us that he has done that in the past, and he found that a really good way of giving us money. 
um, when when we were looking yeah. when we're, past we're we were looking we were actually we brought some equipment with that yeah. as well. So and and you know, but there's also things like Patreon, which is a method by which you can give us say you can commit to five dollars every month though. So you would be ongoing sponsorship. You can also of the do show. that. We can also do that through just straight PayPal donations yeah. as well. So we could set up on a reoccurring now it's, a reoccurring PayPal donation. Now I kind of feel weird sort of mentioning all this in the same episode where we've mentioned we have a sponsor. Mm. Um, our sponsor doesn't cover huge expenses like that. Although well, our sponsor they are supporting is, is us. kind of he's gonna help us with giveaways for in stores, yeah. stuff like that. It's not a financial sponsor. So and, and a lot of our prizes that you'll be getting and a lot of uh, live opportunities that we have via our sponsor. But Which uh, is good games. We so do rely on you for yeah. We don't rely on you, but we do uh, uh, any additional funding that we get from yeah. fans is we rely on you. And we're not going to so, harp on this. We're not going to say it every week and try and beg for money because that's not what it's about. We're just no. we want to try and help subsidize it. We just want to know from you which is the best way if you are interested in doing yeah. it. What is the best way for you? And, to- and can I say when we did the Sydney shows, there was a bunch of people in Brisbane and a bunch of people in Melbourne said, "When are you coming here?" And we, we are going to do that this year because we yeah. we love doing the live shows. They are so much fun. And we're going to have Dave with us for the first time so this year on the live So three of shows. us traveling interstate. Yeah. Uh, three lots of airfares, three lots of accommodation, yeah. three lots of hookers and blow. I mean, that's uh, unless we share. <laughs> Planes, let's, trains, let's, yeah. let's leave the hookers and blow out of this for the moment. Because <laughs> really, I, that's how you sold me on this tour. <laughs> because, because David that, is married. That and the bowl What's of- What's that got to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> he can still do the blow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just for a very serious note here. For those Behind kids, panels does not endorse doors, the use of drugs, drugs or, or prostitutes. <laughs> no. Uh, for those of you sitting at home listening in your blanket forts uh, and who are under the age of consent and, and are going, oh my God, what have these grown men started talking Daddy, about? Daddy, what's a hooker? We are, talking, we, are, we are talking about fishing hooks and blowing your nose. Yeah. yeah. And mm. we go through a lot of fishing equipment. And a lot and, of tissues. And, and high-grade cocaine. <laughs> and high-grade cocaine. Thank you, David. Because I want to build a cocaine fort in my room. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. And on that note, Richard. On that note, you can find me on the Twitters and abuse me about all the shocking things I've just said at DVD Bits. Uh, you can also find me at BehindThePanels.net. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at David McVeigh, and this show is not recommended for children anymore. <laughs> you can also find me at geekactually.com. We do have some exciting stuff coming up in the next few weeks. We will actually have more announcements on that oh, a yeah. little bit closer to the time. Uh, but geekactually.com will be where you find it. <coughs> returning show. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Boy, talk about spoiling. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dave Longo. Until next week. Uh, when I think we'll you didn't renew the lease. No, I, <laughs> oh, no I'm going to do it, actually. Oh, you are? Good. I figured because, uh, anyway, Twin Peaks is coming back. And, okay. Anyway. Oh, yeah, of course. Mm. You, you are the Twin Peaks. I'll never, I'll never get Damn Good Cop again. That, did you I'll, see the news this week? Yeah. Oh, Kyle yes. McLaughlin officially signed. And, and, mm. and two of the, three of the female leads are coming back. Including, including mm. Pretty much everybody who's dead is coming mm. back. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Anyway. No, no, I, I just quit, uh, and, uh, edit it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> Until next week when we'll be talking about Awkward by Jace Harper. We'll also be talking about a whole bunch of new stuff, including an intriguing intriguing uh, new series called Galaxy Quest, The Journey Continues, which I cannot wait for. I'm Richard Gray. I'm David. I don't do hookers and blow McVeigh. <laughs> and I'm so high that I can't speak. <laughs> which sort of undercuts what you just said. <laughs> and this has been, I think, Behind the Panels.
Behind the Panels is a production of geekactually.com. 